Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree with faith. Hello and welcome to Tim and Tom at the Movies, the only podcast about movies. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are filmsmen. Yeah. Hey, your average moviegoer. More than your average moviegoer, Tom. Yeah, I'm we're in, better. I'm going to the theater. You know what? That celluloid, watching that celluloid up on that big mm, screen, smelling through those projectors, and yeah, you see the little the dust and the yeah, the bulbs, the um, changing reels, yep, all that stuff. Cigarette burns. Yeah, I love. You know what? I love a jumbo popcorn. I don't even care if it's stale. Put all that butter on that, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't even care if it has a hole in it, and the guy next to me has put his wiener through it. And I, I don't... know, Tom. You've been, I've been to many movies with you, and you've made it abundantly clear that you'd be okay if, if there was a hole in the popcorn. Uh, have you been to a movie theater since uh, since all this madness started? No. I think maybe the last movie I went to was Little Women. Uh, oh, in, all right. Like... In late <laughs> December 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, and there weren't like too many movies coming out, uh, like big movies in like uh, the late winter, early spring, right? That's like kind of a dead time for movies. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. I think I I saw Jojo Rabbit in the in the theaters uh, after that. In, I still in haven't January. seen that motion picture. It's good. Yeah. People people have strong opinions mm-hmm. uh, against it. I feel like people were like really mad at it uh, for some reason. Well, not for some reason. (laughs) No, 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 not for that. They thought it was like, uh, like not the people who were like, you made Hitler a a comic, like it's it's a satire or whatever. No, people who were just like, oh, that's like simple, like the movie's simplistic and like Mm -hmm. trite and um, sappy, Mm. Um, like like film people are just like, oh, you like that, like elitist about it. I know it was one of those. I thought it was charming. It was one of those movies that this happens. I feel like a lot with movies with me, where like something you know, uh, uh, a first trailer will come out and people will be hyped about it, and then once it actually comes out, I don't hear people still being hyped about it, and I'm like, eh, yeah, I'll wait. Right. I mean, it's fine. Like, look. I want to be one of those people that sees everything. Yeah. Because, I mean, I watch enough, like, like I have time. I mean, not at the moment, <laughs> and I can't leave my house or I'm afraid <laughs> to go into a communal space. But, um, like, I spend a lot of time watching just, like, the Food Network and HGTV. Yeah. If I was watching, like, you know, first-run movies, at least I'd be, like, uh, that'd be somewhat better, right? A little bit more engaging. Yeah, I watch, I actually, like, a lot of nights I just watch, uh, like, YouTube videos until Mm -hmm. I realize that's, like, very late. And Unboxing videos that children do. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of uh, uh, children's unboxing, toy unboxings. I want to see what the box looks like. Tween makeup tutorials. (laughs) Um... But I watched uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage last night. In your home? In my home, yeah. Uh, that's, it, it's, yeah. It, that's been out in digital for a bit. Okay. 
Uh, I was hoping to talk to you about maybe uh, helping me illegally download some first-run movies <laughs> that are only in theaters. Well, unfortunately, Tim, I wouldn't know anything about that. But um, Have you been to the theaters? Yes, uh, which I'll get to in a second. But I, I wanted to say I watched uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage. Yeah, I was trying to change the subject. <laughs> well, you're not going to like why I changed the subject, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, it, and here's my review. It was okay. Right. I feel like that's your review of like 90% of well, uh, comic book movies. No, because uh, the movie I saw in theaters was The Eternals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eternal I, Sunshine of the Spotless no, Mind? No, The Eternals, uh, the the Marvel movie with uh, Camille Nanjiani and uh, yeah. uh, others. Um, <laughs> and that movie sucks shit. It was a bad really? movie. It was it was probably I don't know if it's as bad as Thor the Dark World, but it was close. Wow. It just um, it looks it looks boring, but it looks like it has like some nice like landscape shots. <laughs> is that is that what it has going? <laughs> it's Chloe Zhao, right? Yeah. So like she like I like her like visuals in in her other films. Yeah, I mean, and there are parts in it where, like, I guess a lot of it was shot with, like, natural light, Mm -hmm. which is, like, that's cool, that's impressive, but then I read later that apparently uh, almost every shot of Angelina Jolie is uh, CGI. (laughs) Like, it's, it's her head, but I guess they, like, change what they wanted her suit to be. So the whole thing's just CGI. So I don't know. Like a lot of those scenes, I was like, this would look cool, I think, if there were no CGI. But because there's so much CGI, this doesn't look natural. It just right. looks dark. It looks like they should have had more lights going. Um, But it, the movie's got, you know, the Eternals themselves. There's fucking 10 of them. And then there's other characters, too. And it's just way too many characters to introduce into a thing. I, I feel you. And I also mean, they made a big deal out of like, it has the first sex scene in a Marvel movie. And it is like the most sexless Well, I can sex see scene. you getting, I'm sure it was. I don't know why you got all pumped about that. <laughs> You've been talking about that for months. Did you hear? Have you heard? We're yeah. Gonna, we're gonna, Finally, like, going to see some hardcore uh, <laughs> pornography. <laughs> well, I was hoping, you know, you know, maybe there would be like a Hulk cameo. We get to see the Hulk have sex with somebody. Yeah, I'd destroy somebody. Get, get to finally see what that big green ding dong looks like up close and personal. <laughs> it's probably just big and green. Yeah, uh, but it was just it was a very bad movie. I didn't I didn't like it at all. And as you know, I grade Marvel movies on a huge curve. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you didn't like it, Tom. Yeah. Is it because it was a multicultural cast? No, and the cast was great. Like, it was just, there was like no real, it was one of those Marvel movies where it's like, and here's the villain, CGI creatures. I mean, that's that's every Marvel movie, Tom. No, I mean, because I think they've gotten better at that and realizing like, if you want to make a good movie, you've got to have good villains. Yeah. And like Thanos was a good villain. Killmonger was a good villain in Black Panther. Like when you have villains 
like those two villains where it's like, I disagree with them, but I can see where they're coming from. <laughs> I right. can, you know, they're not, they're not, uh, completely wrong versus just like, these are CGI creatures that live on fear. <laughs> and it's just like, eh, I don't really care about those CGI creatures. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you didn't like it. But Did the, you see any other movies in the in the theaters? No, that's the only one that I've seen in the theater during the pandemic. But going to the theater, I went to uh, Nighthawk Cinema uh, mm-hmm. here in- uh, The downtown one? Uh, the Prospect Park one. Right. Okay. Is, is that what they call it? I thought it was in downtown Brooklyn, but- um, Oh, no, you're thinking of Alamo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, but I am going, I think I'm going to Alamo for uh, Spider-Man No Way Home next Ooh, week nice yeah but uh going to the theater it was fun it was fine it was it was nice yeah. you know i i ate but you know you have to wear a mask and i thought i would uh be more annoyed by that than i was it was fine i forgot wearing a mask mm-hmm. uh in the winter when it's cold out yeah. i mean not inside but like um, I've been leaving my mask on outside just because it's nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I do that when uh, when I have to walk the dog. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I wear the mask. Me warm. I, I I wear it in the building. I, you know, I don't I don't think I'm gonna catch or give COVID to anybody, but it's like more of a courtesy thing of like, mm-hmm. hey, we all live in this building uh, together. It's virtue signaling, Tom. And it's <laughs> yeah, I like pathetic. to virtue signal to the rest of the building. But yeah, I've noticed uh, over the past few weeks when I go out to when once I get outside with the dog, I haven't been taking the mask off because I'm like, eh, my breath's nice and hot. And that's kind of nice. In this. I should I should mention, though, that during the uh, Eternals movie, I was wearing a Spider-Man mask. It wasn't a, <laughs> uh, a COVID mask. It was actually it was one of those masks that uh, puts out like way more droplets like it. You know, when you speak through it, and I was speaking throughout the movie. You were, I'm sure, explaining to your girlfriend what was happening on the screen. <laughs> yeah. It's like, see, that guy, he's Icarus, but it's not like, you know, the Icarus that you know from Greek mythology. It's like a different kind of guy. He's got, he's got uh, powers, uh, you know, kind of comparable to Superman from the DC universe. Um. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed that I can't go see uh, Licorice Pizza. Yeah. Oh, well. It bums me out, too, because like uh, it's one of those, this is the, the best time to live in New York when movies come out like this. This and uh, oh, like the, the French awards? Dispatch. Yeah. Yeah, where it's just like, oh, we have the opportunity to see these movies like six weeks before they actually right. come out. And like, and they're, and they're um, playing in a lot of different theaters too. Like you don't, you don't have to hunt them down. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It bums me out. I yeah. can, this is when I can act like as a coastal elite, I'm better than those <laughs> rubes in flyover country. Cause I'm Cause seeing I, a PT can... Anderson movie before everybody else. <laughs> before six weeks before they'll completely ignore it when it comes to their <laughs> theater. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, well, hopefully this is the year they let us into SAG and, uh, we'll start getting screeners. Yeah. You just winked at me. That means you're going to uh, download it illegally. I just remember years ago, I worked with somebody who I don't know why they got screeners, but they got screeners and they would just leave them on the on the like 
you know, table at work and they were like, Hey, anybody wants to borrow these? And it's like, I think you can go to jail for this. <laughs> but, you know, um, but who am I to say I borrowed them? I uploaded them online. <laughs> See, that seems like unless you're going to sell them online, what are you doing that just for clout? Uploading? Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but all it takes is one person. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I mean, one we, we at, at my job, I worked with somebody that I found out later like uh did have a felony record for uh like wares for hosting wares like in college oh, wow. and got got busted by i think maybe the fbi so it's like federal bureau of investigation so it's like oh who who would have done that uh one of the other 30 people that worked at this company <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway tim this week uh i didn't go to the movies but I went to the Theater of the Mind, Disney Plus. Uh, you still using my Disney Plus? Yeah, account? I'm still using your Disney okay. Plus. You changed the password too, didn't you, you little bastard? No, I didn't. Oh, all right. I tried to sign in with a different browser, and it was like, "Hey, that's the wrong password." It was. It oh, was, really? Yeah. I might have changed the password, but you like might not have changed anytime like recently. A year ago yeah, exactly. I've just not, not tried. Yeah. Well. Uh, Tom, if I can, I can send you the new password. The new password. Just tell me it now. Like. It's compli- It's like a one-password generated one. Oh, okay. I had to send it to my dad because he wanted to watch the Beatles thing. Yeah, oh, um, I've noticed. Hey, I've noticed your dad's name in the login area. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, I had to text him like it's like you know like thirty-five character yeah password that has like. Uppercase, lowercase, numbers, uh, all sorts of punctuation, and and he had to like put it in on his TV, and that took me forty five minutes. Yeah. Right? Can, can I just go to Tower Record and buy this on DVDs? Uh, that reminds me, Tim. Uh, well, what did your dad think of uh, the Beatles? Uh, what is it called? It's not get called back. Let It Be. Get it. Get back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he's he's watched the first one and he liked it very much. I was afraid he wouldn't like it because it's like I don't know a little too in the weeds, objectively boring. But then I forgot that like my dad is like me about music and about yeah. the Beatles, particularly where he's just like I don't know, just like I'll just watch them dicking around in <laughs> sessions. <laughs> like yeah. what else am I gonna do? Uh I I have not watched it yet. My mom has not watched it, but I I have to report to you that my mom has seen the commercials and is adamant that uh, you look like Paul McCartney, a young Paul McCartney. Nice. That that uh, the Paul McCartney from the new Beatles documentary is a dead ringer for old Tim. I think I, I, I used to get that a lot, Tom, yeah. in my 20s. Um, the thing about that, Tom... Mm-hmm. Those boys in that movie, George Harrison is 25. Yeah. That's uh, crazy. Paul McCartney's like 27. And yeah. it's like, oh, this is when the Beatles got long in the tooth and it was at the end <laughs> of their career. And it's like, yeah, and they were like 12 years younger than me at least. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've talked on the show before about like, I just remember one of the like earliest SNL jokes that I remember is, uh, uh, 
Rolling Stones going on the Steel Wheels tour, and they were like more like the Steel Wheelchairs tour, and they were all in their thirties. <laughs> yeah and it's like oh you guys don't even know they're literally gonna tour until they die of old age it's (laughs) it's already happening yeah they don't stop when one of them dies of old age at like 90 yeah we'll keep going i mean i guess back then there just weren't i feel like back then a lot of artists died young and they were just kind of like that's what we want Well, the other thing is, like, there wasn't really, like, pop music like that. Yeah. Or rock music, like, until, like, the 50s that were, you know, like... Right. It wasn't like, oh, Benny Goodman's going on his Steel (laughs) Wheels tour. Like, I mean, sure, I'm sure those, like, big bands from, like, the 30s and 40s still stuck around. But, like, it's weird. Like, it was stuff that was marketed towards the youth at the time. And, like, this was, like essentially the first crop or like the Rolling Stones were like the second crop of those artists. So yeah. it's just like, um, weird. Like there's like, Oh, you know, there's no precedent for a pop artist to do anything really. Like this yeah. is the first time it's coming up and it's like, Oh, it seems pretty old. These guys seem pretty old. Yeah. It seems like a, a young man's game. Yeah. It's just so weird that I didn't realize George Harrison was 25. I mean, that's yeah. insane. Yeah. And like now yeah, the Beatles broke up and he was like 25 or 26. And yeah. like, it's like, well, wow. that's when like they, they say to Ringo or like Ringo's having a conversation with somebody. He's like, I'm 28 now. So I have to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. And it's just like, <laughs> you're in the biggest band in the world and you're so young. Yeah. And like, it's fine. You don't, you, guess what? You'll never have to do anything again. If you don't want to, you figured out your life. You, you won. He he didn't muse to himself. Maybe I'll start an all star band. That's a bad Ringo. I I I uh, apologize. That's a pretty for good that. Ringo, Tom. I would have. Peace and love. Peace, Peace and love. love. Tim, sorry, Barry. I watched a motion picture, uh, Ernest Saves Christmas on Disney Plus. Strangely, the only Ernest movie on Disney Plus. Yeah, I feel like they just got the rights to this, like so they could bolster their um, holiday movie library. I don't think so, because I found out that apparently the Ernest movies, almost all of them, Disney produced. Really? Through Touchstone Pictures. Huh. Um, And you know know how I know that, Tim? Uh, Because, I well, I watched a thing, uh, a YouTube documentary, mini documentary about uh i was gonna say jules verne (laughs) Uh, about jim varney um and uh uh apparently Ernest's movie career started with uh there was like a nascar race i i think it might i think it was like one of the big ones like daytona 500 or something and um they had two big celebrities there, Mickey Mouse and Ernest P. Worrell. Hmm. And also in attendance was Michael Eisner. Oh, Michael Eisner. Who who noticed who got the bigger response? Ernest. Wow. 
But I mean, also, it's like, I mean, people know that's not the real Mickey. That's just some 17-year-old you put in a suit. Yeah, nobody's going to be How like, How big of a response do you expect NASCAR to have? <laughs> of, of course, they're going to go fucking nuts for Ernest and be like, give, you know, a polite applause, a respectful yeah, applause to Mickey Mouse. Uh, but that's when he was like, you know, Disney should be in the Ernest business. And that's when they started making these movies. Because before this, Ernest... He was just a, a, a guy in commercials. Yeah. I mean, how? why did he get such a, a a big reaction? Was he in local commercials in that market? Yeah. So Ernest, uh, Jim Varney as Ernest made over 800 commercials. That's a lot of commercials. That is a lot of commercials. And That's more than the John Hodgman, Justin Long, Apple commercials. Oh, by by a long shot. Um and the so the the commercial started he had a oh i should have looked up this guy's name joe something um he's joe millionaire <laughs> joe Mil- joe millionaire is coming back to him Ooh, is it the same guy no but there's a twist on it i forget what the twist is i think maybe it's two guys and one of them's a millionaire mm. but they don't tell no, the women tell him hold on can i just go on a tangent real quick yeah sure um <laughs> You mentioned in one of the episodes when I wasn't here um, mm. <laughs> that you just subscribed to Paramount Plus. Yes. Have you watched? Have you started watching the Real World New York reunion? No. All I've watched on Paramount Plus so far is um, the South Park COVID special, which I thought was very lame. Yeah. Uh, and uh, started rewatching Detroiters. Oh uh, well, I can't recommend. Uh, and and they just did they they're coming out with or they're starting to come out with uh real world LA reunion. Yeah, yeah. Haven't seen any of that, but okay. please watch the New York reunion. You'll All right. love it. All it's right, great. I will. I've I've got I think I've got two months for a dollar. Uh okay. so I've got two months to, to watch this stuff. I just to forewarn you, I've tried to cancel it many times. <laughs> I can't figure out how to cancel it. I can't figure out what it's associated with. Oh, I, I don't know how I signed, I signed up, for up through Amazon. There was like a, a uh-huh. deal. So I, I know how to cancel it. But then the pain in the ass thing is I have to watch all this stuff through the Amazon app, which is uh, less than ideal. Uh, mm-hmm. I spent like a half hour like, how do I log into this damn app? You have to use oh. Amazon. But anyway, uh, Joe Cherry, I believe, is his name. Um, he had made a commercial with Ernest with, uh, with, not with Ernest, with Jim Varney playing like a drill sergeant. Uh, I know that character of his, (laughs) like a local commercial. And then Jim Varney went out to LA and, uh, struggled for a while. And he did stand up and stuff, but couldn't really make ends meet, uh, and went back to Nashville. And once he was back in Nashville, this guy, Joe Cherry, you know, uh, I guess I kept in touch or remembered him and was like, Hey, like you want to come do a commercial? And like Jim Varney at this point was working like labor jobs. He was like, I think he already had a family and he was just like, I, I you know, in LA, I can't make ends meet. I'm going to go back to Nashville, just get like a construction job or something. Uh, pick up cinder blocks for a living. Yeah. I mean, the thing I watched it, it seemed to imply like dug holes, like dug ditches. I don't know if that's hmm. actually what he was doing, but anyway, they have machines for that now, right? Yeah. But somebody still needs to operate the machines. Yeah. But that's not, you know, that's just touching controls. 
Yep, that is just touching controls. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I could do that sometimes. But sometimes it is cheaper to just pay a man to dig a ditch than uh, rent a machine. So buy the machine and then dig a lot of ditches and then start well, renting it out to other. What if you just need one ditch dug? But anyway, well, that's when you rent it out to other people. This guy, this ad executive, like local ad executive, actually, it sounded like a la Detroiters, like local ad executive, was like, this guy's great, and I've got a unique problem. Uh, I've got a client that just bought a new theme park, uh, but the theme park he bought is in like tremendous disrepair. <laughs> so we can't shoot a commercial that shows off the theme park because the theme park looks like total shit. So he's like, but I know this guy, he's back in Nashville, he's a great performer, and they came up with the idea of like, what if it's just a guy coming back from the theme park telling his neighbor about how much fun he had at the theme park? His neighbor, Vern. So Vern was a part of Ernest from day one, from the get-go. Stayed with him forever. Yeah. So it's just him talk and like a very cheap commercial to produce because it's one shot. It's just a man talking to the camera, Ernest, and just being like, hey, very nice. Came back from the park. Oh, boy, it was great. Let me tell you about these rides. And like and Vern's trying to get away. He's like, no, 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 Vern. I got let me tell you more. I mean, as a potential theme park attendee, Mm -hmm. upon seeing that commercial, wouldn't you think? Why aren't they showing? I would like to see some of these things that he's describing. Like yeah. television is a visual medium, like uh, just recreating word of mouth from <laughs> one neighbor to another isn't the most effective way to sell this thing. You know, you'd be right, Tim, if that word of mouth wasn't coming from Ernest P. Worrell. That's true. Um, Can I ask you a quick question about Ernest P. Worrell? Yeah. Does your girlfriend know who he is? <laughs> no, I'm. I I feel like I I mentioned it once, and she was like, "Is that like somebody you know?" And I was like, "I fucking wish." My wife is the same way. Like I, every once in a while, I'll say like, "Know what I mean, Vern?" And she'll be like, "Am I supposed to be Vern? Why are you calling me Vern?" And I'm just like, "No, like Ernest that says." And she'll be like, "What the hell are you talking about, man?" Uh, I mean, my girlfriend's, uh, a little younger than me, uh, Mm -hmm. not tremendously. She's it's, you go by half your age minus five is is (laughs) acceptable, right? She's in college. Um, but one time, uh, oh, what is her name? Uh, the actress, uh, uh, the woman who played Peg Bundy. God damn it. (laughs) Oh, hold on. Now I got to look it up. And and people are screaming. Uh, married with, you know, she was on the show Al Bundy. <laughs> uh, her name is Katie Seagal, of course. Yes. Also I never would have Futurama. Um, yeah. But she was like in something once. And my girlfriend was like, oh, where do I know her from? I'm like, it's fucking Peg Bundy. And she's like, oh, no, I know her from uh, Disney Channel Smart Home. And I was like, (laughs) what? What? (laughs) Were you you sick? (laughs) What do you mean you don't know her from 
being Peg Bundy. Of course. Ah, I'm so upset. So, Can I tell you something, Tom? <laughs> sure. On IMDb, uh-huh. her character's listed as Peggy Bundy. Yeah, I mean, it was really only Al that called her Peg. Yeah. I think she went by Peggy. Hey, she Peg. was also in four episodes of Lost. I mean, she's a she is a very, very good actor. Like, she's been mm-hmm. in a bunch of really good stuff. It's weird that that's I also mean, true of uh, Ed O'Neill. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just like they, for that... <laughs> <laughs> that gutter to trash show they got like two very very talented actors it's also it's also very true of uh david faustino <laughs> yeah. i buy my weed from him <laughs> man don't buy your weed from david faustino that's oregano <laughs> um, but anyway Ernest, back to Ernest. Ernest, uh so you know, this actually made me like wistful for wistful for a heyday that I don't think we ever experienced because th- this was happening in the South in local TV commercials. But just the idea that like Ernest was just like a pitch man for anything. Right. He did 800 commercials for a million different products. And some of them were like Sprite and like Mountain Dew, like really, or maybe not Mountain Dew. Maybe it was Mellow Yellow. I just saw a clip where it was Mountain Dew and Mellow Yellow. So I feel like it was probably a commercial for Mellow Yellow because that's bigger in the South. And it was probably mm-hmm. like Mountain Dew. Man, you did a very impressive thing with your mouth right there, Tom. <laughs> a la good Ernest. physical humor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were just doing these like commercials. They shot them in uh, this guy Joe Cherry's uh, home. And they said that like a lot of people felt like so they were local commercials. But by the, by, you know, at a certain point, local wasn't national, but it was like regional. But a lot of people still thought they were local commercials because they were just like shot in a normal suburban home. And people thought right. like, oh, there's the guy next door, Ernest P. Worrell. Um, he knew how to really sell that he was an everyman. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. And then that turned into movies, which then that turned into Ernest Saves Christmas. I'll start talking about Ernest Saves Christmas now. We're halfway through the episode. <laughs> um, I was hoping we were, we were more than halfway through the episode. <laughs> um, th- this movie takes place in Orlando, Florida. Great. I feel like that that's exactly even though Ernest is actually from like Nashville, I feel like Florida is more Ernest territory. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I was thinking about how how many movies have this as their conceit that somebody needs to replace Santa Claus. There's this, there's the Santa Claus. And Santa Claus two and Santa Claus three. I mean, at that point, he's already replaced him. Hey, there's still new movies. Um, I don't know of any other one. There's some like, uh, there's somewhere like Santa gets sick and somebody has to temporarily take over. Yeah, him. yeah. I feel like there's a lot of TV movies that have that yeah. as the conceit. Um, but uh, uh, we see uh, uh, Ernest is driving a cab. He's driving this guy to the airport. And right off the bat, I'm cracking up because he's singing Oh Christmas Tree, but he doesn't know any of the other words. 
<laughs> Tom, that is the funniest thing I've ever seen. She <laughs> just, oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> and he even keeps it, it goes on too long. It's like, oh, it goes oh, on Christmas so tree, long. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree. <laughs> Did you notice, Tom, on this children's movie on Disney Plus what the cab yeah. number was? Yeah, it was cab number cab. 69. Yeah, which and and that's when you joke. turned it off. <laughs> I mean, it was just too much. I was irritating my family with it. Um, all his hijinks were just too high energy. It didn't match the vibe of the room. When did sixty nine become a thing? Because I feel like that might just be a happy accident. What do you mean? When did sixty nine? No, it's been. I remember at baseball camp, Tom, in 1991, <laughs> some yeah. kid was wearing a hat that with the 69 on it, and I was like, what does that mean? And he was like, look, picture like <laughs> the six is a guy and the nine is a girl. And I went like, oh, <laughs> I see, but I didn't understand what he was talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, you didn't even understand how yeah, normal <laughs> yeah, sex works. and I just was like... Uh, I got you, and I think uh, like he high fived me or something, and I walked away, and I was oh. just like, "Well, that didn't clear anything up." Oh, I see. They're peeing in each other's mouths. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I know what penises and the other thing are for. <laughs> um, uh, this this movie's eighty four minutes long, which is great. Nice. Oh, because it said it, it said an hour thirty one minutes when. I looked it up and I was like, "That's that's too oh, long." Oh yeah, for no, movie. that that must have been including I don't know, the credits yeah. or something. Um, I I also liked uh, Ernest. Uh, he smells Christmas trees. Uh, that's probably why he's singing the song. And he says, <laughs> uh, "You can keep your Channel Five. I give me the smell of a Christmas tree," which I thought was funny, like Chanel Number Five. Oh, I get it. I didn't even understand the Ernest joke. <laughs> <laughs> um. And, uh, yeah, so he's, he's taking this guy to the airport. It's not really important. Um, and then, uh, later, the, uh, does the guy fly out of the side of his car? At <laughs> yeah. At one point he comes out, the guy's just completely <laughs> shell shocked having yeah. Ernest as a cab driver for him. Um, but this is established because then Ernest picks up Santa Claus himself, who's in town in Orlando, right. Florida, to bequeath the title of Santa Claus to another guy. Um, and then we cut to that other guy. It's a uh, children's show host. And this guy, Joe, I forget what his last name is supposed to be. Millionaire? No. <laughs> but uh, uh, we see this guy's uh, agent walking up to the like he's making like a like a children's home appearance or something or a nursing home appearance something like that mm -hmm. and i love uh there's like a typical this movie's from 1988 there's like a typical 80s like greedy greedy businessman and he's singing to himself jingle bells checkbook swells big deals oh. on the way <laughs> <laughs> this guy's so excited about getting this money that he wrote a whole parody song about it. And then guess what? He tosses his keys to the mailman and tells him to park it. <laughs> <laughs> Big shot. Uh, uh, so Santa's, uh, you know, he, he's driving Santa to this guy. He's talking to Santa about Vern. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> But also in this, Vern, <laughs> Vern is a nuclear physicist, 
Uh, because he, he tells Santa that he taught Vern everything he knows about nuclear physics. Okay. Uh, and then Fair they, enough. And then uh, the rapping granny's in it. Remember the rapping granny? I remember the rapping granny. She's no longer with us. Yeah. Well, she was an shot old lady. Down by her, uh, shot down by her West oh, Coast she was rival. Shot? Yeah. Wow. Um, so she, uh, Billy Bird's her name. Uh, in real life? In real life, yeah. But she's like- Does she a, rap in this? No. She just like works at the reception desk and meets Santa, meets Santa Claus. It's a real meet cute between uh, the rapping granny and Santa Claus. Hmm. Um, Ernest goes to Vern's house. Oh, Ernest! Ernest meets like a a, a child runaway, a teen runaway. <laughs> yeah, I I remember that. I've seen yeah. this movie before. Yeah. And I'm just remembering like so many 80s movies, like characters were teen runaways. There were there just like I think as a kid, I thought like fully 40 to 50% of all teens ran away. Yeah, and I were don't just know troubled. how many teen runaways there actually were during the 80s as like compared to today, but it was it was a big concern it seems like. Yeah. Well, but a, the Soul Asylum video solved a lot of those problems. <laughs> I found a lot of those kids. It was a big concern, but also like not a big concern because it was like, hey, maybe your teen ran away to San Francisco, uh, not San Francisco, ran away to uh, uh, Orlando, Florida, and they're just hanging out with Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> not getting involved in like, you know, drugs or sex work or anything like that. Ah, I was hanging out with a, a cool guy like Ernest P. Worrell. I think I'd rather my kid get involved with <laughs> drugs than Ernest P. Worrell. They're just tagging along with Ernest as he goes to his friend Vern's house. Let me tell you, Tim, he gets to Vern's house. He brings a tree to Vern's house. And well, uh, I remember this. I yeah. bet Vern wishes he never even did it because he does a fucking number on Vern's house. It's insane. He's trying to unplug the lights and he's just yanking on the cord. And then the cord's like pulling out all the wallpaper and everything. And Vern, Vern's look at a certain point, this shit's on Vern. Vern's got to speak up for himself. Yeah. It's an abusive relationship. <laughs> um, the, the, I think this is the shtick about Ernest that I found palatable <laughs> up and through my teens when we did Ernest Fest and watched all the Ernest movies in one. But like, his energy is so manic, and I hate that he's never paying attention to what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, so he's just explaining shit to Vern. Yeah, it's just like, look at what you're doing. Look, you would know that you're fucking this up if you just turned your head. <laughs> concentrate or on something. Vern just said something. Tim, you mentioned Ernest Fest. Do you want to explain what Ernest Fest is for the listener? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, did you participate in Ernest Fest? No, I think I stopped buying Ernest Fest once and I didn't yeah. like the vibe. <laughs> the, the vibe was always toxic. <laughs> yeah. It was me and a couple other uh, guys, guys that I was in a band with. <laughs> and I was probably like 15 at the time. And I think they were like 17 and 18. Yeah, yeah. They were a little bit older. And uh, they loved the Ernest movies. Mm -hmm. And. Um, they they went to Blockbuster, mm -hmm. like between the three of them, rented like all I think like nine or ten. Yeah, Ernest there's a lot movies. of Ernest movies. And the intent was starting at like 
I think 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. You just start watching through the night. You watch all of the Ernest movies in one sitting. But there were rules. Like if you <laughs> fell asleep, you had to be shoved into this crawl space. <laughs> yeah. But that only really applied to this one guy that they like to bully a lot. <laughs> yeah, J-Rod. Um, yeah. A nice man, yeah, I guess. A nice guy. By all accounts, he, a nice guy. Just couldn't just couldn't stay awake through, <laughs> through the morning hours uh, during Ernest Fest. He really did not like being in the crawl space. He was like <laughs> freaking out, and they would not let him out of the crawl space. I had to leave Ernest Fest um, because of bad vibes <laughs> and to go to Six Flags Great Adventure. Um, yeah. Not A, not but, a bad um, trade-off. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, he was watching all these insufferable movies back to back. Um, I forgot, and I was so pleasantly reminded. I mean, I haven't watched any of these movies in at least 20 years. That uh, one of the other great things about the Ernest movies is that he plays a bunch of other characters. Yeah, like a drill sergeant. In some, I'm probably not in this one, but in Ernest not, yeah, in jail, he one. does that. Well, yeah. and at least in this one... Er- it's Ernest is it's not, you know, Jim Varney doing another character. It's Ernest doing characters to like get them into places and stuff. Mm. So uh, they have to get Santa out of jail. So him and this uh, teen go in and he and he says that his name is Oscar Clementh and that he works for the governor's office. And it's just like, a hello, I'm Oscar Clementh. I work for the governor. <laughs> It's a very funny character. He's wearing the governor glass. of Florida has a <laughs> yeah, like a British guy yeah. working for him. Uh, yeah, he's got his hair slicked back. He's got wireframe glasses on and a suit. I also completely forgot about um, Chuck and Bobby. Uh, these two side characters—they're the guys who are working in uh, the cargo area, and they get the uh, the reindeer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, these guys are great. These guys are so much fun. Uh, and one of the guys, Tim, I was looking it up, uh, Galliard Sartan, uh, he went to high school in Tulsa, Oklahoma with author uh, for Books of Podcast Nerds, Essie Hinton, Hinton uh, who wrote The Outsiders, and he had a part in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, according to his Wikipedia, he... Uh... He often plays characters with roots in the South. Yeah. And he was on Hee Haw. Yeah, he yeah, he plays like a real like a uh, good old boy character. Yeah. Uh also from his uh uh IMDB, uh he's a memorable character that played uh or uh, uh, yeah, a memorable character that he played on KOTV in Tulsa, Oklahoma was Dr. Mazeppi Pump Pompazoidi who hosted a late-night weekend film festival of old movies. Uh, Mazeppi dressed as a wizard wearing a dark blue robe and painted and pointed wizard's cap. The local late-night program featured B-movies with Jim Malloway, who also wrote for the country legend Hank Thompson, uh, Sartan, and Gary Busey, writing and performing skits between the movie segments. <laughs> what? Yeah. Gary Busey's had a weird life. He sure has. Um, but that made me really miss like the days of like local TV where where, you know, it's like, ah, eh, we got nothing to put on at two in the morning. So we'll just put on 
you know, some local Let weird some guy yeah. and just introduce, you know, we, we've got these like old movies, these movies that are maybe uh public domain or very cheap to license, but they don't fit easily into these time slots. So we've got to have somebody out there just kind of making filler content and we don't really care what it is. Uh, we're not going to pay them much. Uh, and they'll just, you know, like Elvira and things like that. Yeah. Like that was fun. That'd be a cool job. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I don't think you don't want to make any money very well. Yeah, and it's like you know, if you do it nowadays, it, it loses something because there's not a reason for it, right? And like, it's not something you want to like sit down and press play on Netflix, maybe. But if you're like cruising through the channels, like I just remember as a kid, like you know. As like a teenager uh, cruising through the channels late at night and you would just see like some weird shit and you'd be like, oh, I'll watch this. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's a weird situation because you would think that this would lead to, you know, there's these vast libraries that are on demand. Yeah. And like you wouldn't have those like, it sucks because you don't have those happy accidents or right. those like, oh, this is weird. Let me see what's going on here. Um and you'd be like, oh, well, surely we're all watching great stuff all the time. <laughs> but, like, all the stuff they make for these, like, all every Netflix movie sucks shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, yeah. There are so many. Netflix, I mean, there, you know, of course, like, once in a while there's good stuff. But, like, most of it's just, like, it either sucks shit or it's just, like, very mediocre. That is, it's yeah. just obvious. I mean, actually, for similar reasons where it's, like, you know, somebody pitched an eight episode series and then Netflix was like, great, we'll buy it. Make it 13 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so then they just had to fill it with filler. Yeah. Give, give somebody like this guy, have him come out in a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> For the last 20 minutes of every episode. <laughs> yeah. Just to fill the time. Yeah. Uh, and then Ernest does, do you remember Ernest's old lady character with the, with the <laughs> neck brace? <laughs> <laughs> forgot oh she's so what a good. weird what a weird uh detail that she has a she, neck brace she has a neck brace and a walker and she comes in she she's trying to find santa i think at this point or no she's trying to find joe the guy that is going to be the new santa that santa's looking for and she goes to like uh the the agent's office and she's talking to the uh the secretary and she's like, you know, story all this time, one good son, one bad. Of course, the good one died. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a good bit. Uh, Joe, Joe, at this point, you know, he he thinks Santa's uh, a crank. He's he's been trying to get like a movie career going. He's being cast in like a big movie potentially. But Santa is no Joe, the guy who's oh, gonna okay. be Santa. Oh, the, yeah, but it's a big movie called uh, like Christmas Slay, but he doesn't realize it's S L A Y. It's a horror movie. It's yeah, it's a horror movie, and a monster comes in, and he's supposed to shoot him and say, "Die, you son of a bitch!" But he can't bring himself to say it because there are kids there, even though they're offset. But then, like. 60 seconds later the director says something rude to santa claus and santa claus punches him in the face <laughs> it's like you know what i you know but this ain't your grandpappy santa claus Tom. it's like i'd rather 
I'd rather, if I had a kid, I mean, maybe you can speak to this now. Would you rather have your kid exposed to somebody saying son of a bitch or watch another man assault a man? I mean, he's seen all of that. So in, in his six weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, New York City baby, tough baby. Yeah. Um, at this point, Ernest kind of disappears in the movie, and this movie drags like fucking dog shit when Ernest isn't on the screen. When, <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. I mean, when Ernest is on the screen and uh, Chuck and Bobby are on the screen, it's great. Uh, Chuck does this thing where when something crazy happens, he makes his eyes go back and forth, and it makes the sound, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny every time. Um, uh, <laughs> the movie kind of gets like a little too plotty at this point. Although um, they're like all running to get their, you know, they're all running to get the reindeer to Santa. And Ernest is like, come on. And they're in a rider truck. And Ernest opens the truck door right into his face. <laughs> <laughs> and oh man it made me laugh so hard it was so stupid it's like nobody does that what was your girlfriend doing while you were watching this she was working <laughs> she was working and occasionally give me a look like what are you laughing so hard at and i'd be like oh Ernest just opened a door into his face <laughs> My wife gave me a look that made me <laughs> have to turn it off. <laughs> um, uh, they're in Santa's sleigh. There's fighter jet footage that is just like very obviously stock footage that they turn the brightness way down to make it look like it's nighttime. But it doesn't okay. look like nighttime. It just like you can't really see what's happening. Um, for the best. When, when the... the there's like this subplot of like the girl stole from Santa, but then gave him it back. But when she runs up to him, she's like out of breath at the end and she's out of breath and has this like wheeze to her where I'm like, Ooh, you should get that checked. <laughs> like <laughs> you're a 16 year old girl and you're out of breath. And it's like, <laughs> doesn't sound good. Um, and then, so the whole that's thing a, is... That's, a, that's, an, that's a subplot that they edited out. <laughs> yeah. This whole thing is, you know, Santa's trying... That the idea here, Santa's like a title. This guy's been Santa for like 100 years. He's 150 years old. The magic's leaving him. He's got to pass it on to somebody else. This guy, Joe, is, is the guy. And I realized at the end of this movie... That Joe doesn't interact in Joe's third build in this movie. Joe does not interact with Ernest until the last 90 seconds of the movie. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's called well, Ernest Saves Christmas, not some fucking guy named Joe Saves Christmas. How does Ernest save Christmas? He, I mean, he gets the sleigh, he gets the reindeer, he does a hell of a lot more than anybody else, but like, okay. ultimately, Joe ultimately Joe is not happy. He's negotiating with the film director and the producers and he doesn't want there to be cursing or violence in, in this, you know, horror movie he's going to be in. And it's like, they would just be like, Oh, we misunderstood. Then no, <laughs> like that's not something we're even going to consider. Um, and then he looks out the window and sees Ernest, flying the sleigh Ernest has a lot of trouble flying the sleigh as you can imagine 
And he's like, oh, my God, Santa is real. Because the whole time, it's like, this might just be a crazy old guy. Right. Uh, and they become Santa. And, and that's it. And they go off. Nice. I did when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. And I think we were too old at this point, and we were too old, to, certainly, when the Santa Claus came out. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, if I showed my, like, four-year-old nephew who, like, really likes Santa Claus, mm-hmm. I don't know if he'd grasp, like, this uh, this conceit that, like, Santa Claus isn't a guy, it's a title. Um, I yeah. think that'd be upsetting if I was big into Santa Claus. Yeah, I feel like once you have to like get into the details of Santa, like, eh. like Santa, yeah. Santa, the idea. Sorry for anybody listening that still believes in Santa, but the idea of Santa <laughs> is is for people that aren't asking questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once you get into like the minutia of like, how does this work? What are the bureaucratic things that need to be in place here? Yeah, it's just like, and even the yeah. idea of like, oh, the mall Santa, that's Santa's helper. Then it's like, wait, what? No, the elves are Santa's helper. Like, once you have to get into that shit, just come yeah. clean and be like, look, Santa's not a real guy, you know? I'm going to go tell my son that as soon as we're done <laughs> recording. <laughs> Son, Santa's not a real guy. This this movie also made me nostalgic for, you know, maybe I'm out of touch. You'll be getting into kid stuff uh, nowadays. Um, but I feel like when we were kids, we had characters. Uh, uh, maybe you can think of more, but I have these three. Ernest, Pee Wee Herman, and Mr. Bean. Just these characters that were like kids characters that adults could enjoy but they were like kids characters because they acted like children but they were grown men yeah that was a cool genre i don't know if they still have those now yeah but they're just like we'd be like who are these weirdos (laughs) the same way that like you know my dad was always like i don't get this peewee herman i don't (laughs) want you watching but that's because like it's, it's a guy his age who yeah. is like <laughs> yeah. acting a fool and it's just like uh, I don't want you to, to be like you know like if we saw some guy our age like really acting like an asshole on TV no but I feel like there are guys like that like there's this guy Blippy I know that like my niece watches right but those are like you know he's he's playing two three year olds He's not doing a like, oh, but adults, you know, right. not, not that there are adult jokes like, you know, sick jokes, <laughs> but like jokes for adults that that they won't, you know, like Ernest singing Oh Christmas Tree. Yeah. Like that's that's a joke for an adult, not necessarily for yeah. a kid, but a kid's going to like it, too. Yeah. And like physical comedy, like him. Yeah. Hitting himself broad with it, like, physical comedy. All three yeah, of these and, like, guys. Exactly. And like, not the lowest common denominator. Like there's, I think that's what bummed me out about that first scene with the taxi cab. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like the physical comedy was like, a not too that broad. great. Yeah. yeah. Like it was just like, he pulled a, a suitcase out and like ripped it and stuff yeah, went everywhere. Yeah. It's and like a little like, too silly. Yeah, it's like, this is just loud, is all this is. <laughs> yeah, it gets better when he opens up a door <laughs> into his own face. 
<laughs> because also it's one of those things where like he hits himself in the face. He's like, ah, but he's, you know, got to get in the car still. And he's just kind of mad at himself for doing that. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you would call these people. Ernest, Pee Wee, Mr. Bean. Uh, I'm sure there are more that I'm that I I've got to rack my brain more about that could be included in this list. Sickos, that's what you call them. <laughs> uh, no, good men is no. what I would call them. Yeah, no, I like all of them. Um, and they're all people Mr. that Bean hold I up. That actually like was for like older people in Britain. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean Mr. Bean was uh, Mr. Bean's for the children, Tim. Hmm. Um, Good to know. But I mean, all these people, too, I feel like, you know, me and you are both comedy nerds. And like, I feel like as I've gotten older, like, I really appreciate like, oh, what these people did was very difficult. And to create characters like these characters that seem very simple, but uh, that doesn't mean that it's at all a, a simple thing to create. Right. Maybe you should be the next Ernest or Pee Wee. I'm thinking about actually just starting to wear a, uh, a T-shirt and a denim vest like Ernest all the time. <laughs> I was also Tell- just noticing the denim vest a lot. And I was like, I don't understand what that's for. He's in Stylish. Orlando, Florida. It's hot. He's wearing a T-shirt and a vest. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice look. I don't know. It's, it's very thin. I mean, it is a good look. It's a very distinctive lurk, look for Ernest. Yeah. Tom, did you know about this Jim Varney at the end of his life? Mm-hmm. Um, he was cast in like a, in a dramatic role. And then like people were saying like, that's what he wanted to do his whole life. He didn't, he like, he really actually aspired to be a serious actor and somebody finally gave him the chance right before he died. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of the very sad things about, uh, about his passing that, uh, that like he, he was like an extremely skilled, like, I think he, he could have had a Jim Carrey esque career. Where, like, somebody who's that good at, like, broad comedy can do serious work, right. I think, uh, you know, certainly much, much, with much more ease than uh, than a dramatic actor can do that kind of comedy. Right. Yeah, I watched, I watched a clip of, uh, of uh, it's probably the same thing uh, you're, you're mentioning. Uh, yeah, Billy Bob Thornton was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, you know, I just watched this like thirty second clip, and it was like, oh shit, yeah, he's good. So uh, could totally see him do it, but also I, I love the idea of somebody who I don't know has has brings brings an element of professionalism to everything they do, and he genuinely loved the character of Ernest and wasn't. I watched this like clip of. Uh, uh Jim Varney on the Chevy Chase show. Uh and it made me so mad because you can see <laughs> like weird. that whole show was just like I think just a way for Chevy Chase to like shit on people. I mean that's Chevy Chase's yeah. existence, yeah. Cause he's like, Oh, are you gonna do I think he was there probably to promote this new thing. He's like, Are you gonna do any more earnest movies? Uh the kids seem to really love him. It's like, oh, fuck you, Chevy Chase. Like, I love him. 
Adults love them. I mean, you were a kid at the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I was. I'll tell you what, though, I was a kid taping the Chevy Chase show and watching it in the morning. Like a true <laughs> we were weird fucking kids. weirdo. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. Uh, Jim Varney, rest in peace. What a what a great man. What do you give? Ernest saves Christmas. I give it like a six out of ten. Okay. Like I said, the the scenes he's not in really suck. They're except yeah. for the the Chuck and Bobby parts, which are really good too. I don't understand why. It's like make make Ernest the the one Santa wants to be the new Santa. That's what we're all here for. I know, but then like, does Ernest become Santa? And then how do you do? Ernest goes to school the next year or whatever. Who gives a shit? I don't think these movies have any <laughs> continuity between them. <laughs> That's true. Fuck them. Who cares? Have Ernest die at the end of every movie and then just come back. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to have him die. I don't think anybody's yeah, clamoring for that. He does as long as he comes back. As long as Ernest rides again. Ernest rides <laughs> so again. You- by the way, the. I, I believe the first <laughs> non-Disney Ernest movie. Okay, so you either want him to become Santa Claus or die at the end of the movie. Yeah, just I but get... this where he just like goes about his life. That's that's not that's not appealing Look, to you. He goes about his life, but then you know we got to watch other people go about their lives, and they're not nearly as interesting. <laughs> Again, the noble exception of Chuck and Bobby. Do you want to hear that? Who who's that? Who is this an impression of? Bobby, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the King of the Hill. Yeah, Hank Hill. Hank Hill. Yeah, mm. <laughs> Texan. Right. I think that's it for this uh, this episode <laughs> of uh, Tim and Tom Go the Movies Christmas Edition. Yeah, um, we'll be back with a Tim's pick next week. Oh, all right. Can't wait um, to see what it is. Yeah, and I'll forgive you if you turn it off in five minutes because it's too loud and it's uh, annoying everybody you're in the same room with. Is it going to be, what's that movie Mel Gibson made about Jesus? The Passion of the Christ? Yeah, is that going to be your movie? No, that's that's an Easter movie, Tom. We'll watch that for, yeah. All right, (laughs) we'll watch that. uh, Tim and Tom go to the movies Easter edition. Exactly. All right. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, We love you very much. And uh, we will see you next week at the movies. That's the movies theme song. Let's all go to the lobby. 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 Oh, that crazy Christmas tree